Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Asia. Welcome to another exciting season of She Lives Podcast. I have shaken up the entire She Lives Podcast, redid the website, restructured how we're doing things over here, but a lot of things have still stayed the same. I am still rocking with the good folks over at Up South Media, shout out to them, and I'm still bringing you relatable content from my heart to your ears. So if you are interested in staying updated with all all of the amazing and wonderful things that we are doing here with She Lives Podcast, make sure that you head over to loveandlightfam.com because everything is there. I am so excited about this. I am so excited about this season. So let's jump right into it. This season is entitled Reality Check. And this season, we are deep diving into some really, really interesting issues to kind of keep you aware of what you have going on in your life and how you may actually need need a reality check it's cool it's okay it happens but this season we are gonna shake things up like no other so as always i thank you guys for being here and as always i'm super excited for everything that we're about to do here and as always without further ado here is the she lives podcast Hey guys, what's up? This is another amazing interview. Today I have an amazing chef by the name of Eric Marshall. Thank you so much for having this interview with me. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. No problem. I'm glad to do this. Thank you. So um, how did you become a chef? What drove you to become a chef? Well, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting story. I've always been cooking like all my life. Mm-hmm. All, not all my life because I had to be born and all that. But, uh, <laughs> When I was young, I saw my mother cooking. And my grandmother, they always cook. Um, she had made pancakes, but they, she called them cookies. So I was like, oh, I want some cookies. And they had Scrapple and all that, all the country stuff. But I've always been interested in cooking. And it, I put it on the back burner for the most of my life. But after, I say I turned like 18 or 19 and like after the military, I kind of got serious about it and did a lot of it on the side. And I always look at the cooking shows, so I've always been interested. One of the <laughs> one of the meals that I made, I don't know if I want to call it a meal, was um, I guess one of the best things that I made was ramen. I know it's ramen noodles, right? So you know it comes with the whole packet and all that. But I was like, you know what? Fuck this! <laughs> I'm gonna make my own seasoning with these ramen noodles, and it came out tasting like. The seafood packet, and it was so good. So I had to put like probably some Lowry and what's the other seasoning in there? Only God knows. Only God knows. <laughs> but it came out good. I was like, yo, I can change flavors and stuff. So I was always interested after that. And then I took like home economics in school, not only for the girls, but because I wanted to cook. But as mostly, well. mostly for the girls. Mo- mostly for the girls. Got it. I knew they were going to be in there. Got it. But, um, I really got serious, serious when I moved to LA because I lived in DC for a while. I did like the acting thing and uh, I had my own TV show here. But when I moved to LA, I cooked for my boy and his wife. He had a restaurant. He was a celebrity chef. I cooked for him. I was like, yo, I'm the bomb. You can eat my shit. It's great. I'm going to take your wife probably because of this. That is that is that is really cocky. It is cocky. Okay. But he uh he shut that down. Oh, okay. He was like, uh, it's all right. Good for the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Then teach me. Because I was really humble and I wanted to learn. And I thought 
because I'm self-taught with um, mm-hmm. the chef thing. So you've never attended a, a formal chef school? Cooking? No culinary Cool-, cool- at culinary all. Culinary school? Not mm-hmm. at all. Wow. But um, everything was self-taught because there's a wealth of knowledge out there. You have YouTube. You have the internet. You can learn things if you wanted to. And I've always been the type of person that if um, I wasn't great in school settings or class settings, and I was always self-taught with stuff. So I always read ahead of the class, and that's why I got in trouble and because I was a PK. But okay. moving back forward to it, preacher's kid, if people, if you don't know. But, um, yeah, he just taught me. And while I was out in L.A. acting and stuff, I would always go to his restaurant. I worked for free because I felt like that was like my happy place. Mm-hmm. Cooking and music and just cleaning because I got a little OCD. Mm-hmm. It got a whole lot better than what it was, but um, that's how I, that's how I really dove into it and got into it because it's just like it always brought me to a certain place. Because I was an engineer, I was a dog trainer, I did I was a choreographer, I did all this stuff. I used to be uh, Missy Elliott's backup dancer. No way. Yes, ma'am. No way. Beach. Yes. Wow. So all this, but cooking was the thing that honed him to my life. So I know that's a long answer. It's cool. It's cool. I want to um actually double back on um one of the things you said. First, I want to thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, what branch did you serve? Uh, the best branch of the military, which is the Air Force. It's, oh. not, it's not Chair Force or oh. anything. It's, it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. it was the Air Force. Air Force. Where okay. you, where you use your mind a lot. You're not like a, a grunt or in the field or anything. It's like it's uh it's mentally stimulating okay. being in the Air Force, and I worked in combat plans and inte- intelligence. Intelligence, yes. yes. So, so it's, it's want, not an oxymoron. I want to apologize to all of my listeners who serve in other branches of the military. We apologize for his ignorance. No, no, I respect the other branches. Uh-huh. My father, my father was in the army. Oh, thank him for his service. Yes, and he said he said go into the Air Force. Yes. Because it was going to be either Marines. I love the Marines. Okay. And um, not the Army at all, but okay. going to the Air Force. Because he wanted me to be brighter, you know what I mean? And okay. have a, a great future. Great. But carrying on. Absolutely. Um. Yes. And so I would like to also <laughs> double back to something else that you mentioned um, about your own TV show here in D.C. Right. Um, what was the name of it and how did you get started there? So... Um, the name of the show was called DCMM Live, and this was about eight years ago that I did this show. And I got into it because I was on this show called The Wire, and um, I did like a couple music videos, and I did background work for um, shows, I mean, movies that came to DC. Mm-hmm. So I was noticed through that. I got interviewed at uh, one of my friend's music videos, and the guy that interviewed me, he owned the, the show called DC, DCMM Live, which was called DC Music and Models. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was interview celebrities, um, models, music artists. Um, and I end up doing like restaurant and club reviews. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how I got into that. And I got noticed doing my own TV show here. And so how did you get into modeling? Modeling. So that actually happened when I lived in um, Virginia Beach. Okay. Um, I guess I was just uh, strikingly handsome. My lord. Humbleness. So humble. Um, 
No, uh, someone approached me actually. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you like you can model. And you know how the people do that stuff to to kind of drag you in. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do it or not. And then I started doing it. So I did like this runway stuff. I'm not that tall. I'm five nine, so I can't do a bunch of stuff. But they used me. My physique was pretty nice, so they they liked that. And I and I danced because I was a, used to be a choreographer. So they liked all that stuff. So I got into modeling. Um, and that's actually how I moved from Virginia Beach to DC. Mm-hmm. The, there was this company called, um, I don't remember anymore. Got it. But there's a company here that, um, I had a contract with Casablanca that moved me to DC and started doing some okay. modeling stuff. But I was just approached off the street to do the modeling. Thank God. Because um, I guess I was easy on the eyes. People like to look at people that's easy on the eyes. Sure, sure, sure. You sound so enthusiastic. Sure. Carry on. Um. So where are you originally from? Now, th- my whole life is a story because that is a story as well. I say the military mm-hmm. because my father was in the army. Right. Um. Well... I'm about to say as long as I know him because he was always in the army ever mm-hmm. since I was born. But um, we traveled from place to place. So I don't really have a home. Every four years, we almost moved. We lived in Europe twice, uh, Fayetteville, Kentucky, Aberdeen, Proving Grounds. So we just moved around. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say where I'm from. And then people ask, where was I born? Mm-hmm. And then I give them the answer of Norfolk. They're like, oh, that's where you're from. But it's not true. It's only born there because my mom went to labor when my parents were driving through. Wow. So I'm truly a nomad. Wow. I, have, I don't have a home, but I say the world is my home. I'm an international kid because of the military. That's awesome. So you said, you also mentioned that you are a PK, a preacher's kid. Correct. So is that your dad who's a preacher? My dad. He was a pastor. So everywhere we went, he preached. And there's four of us in my family. I have a twin sister, a younger brother, older brother. So he made us the choir. Wow. And then I tried to get out of singing by playing the drums. But this dude had the bright idea to put the mic by the drums. So I had to play <laughs> and do everything duty. at the same time. So yeah, I ended up being a PK. Not ended up, but I was a PK. <clears throat> Traveled everywhere. Everyone knew my father. And we just sang and praised God. So I knew the ins and outs mm-hmm. of church and the religion, which was, it was, it was like Pentecostal, non-denominational okay. type situation. So it was interesting. And I will say I was the black sheep. I was the worst one. I was. <laughs> I got in like mad trouble. Wow. I uh, did a lot in my life. So how have no, all of those experiences that I, I guess that we previously discussed, being a pastor's kid, moving around a lot with the your dad being in the military, um, and then, you know, modeling and, you know, your stint and acting, how did all of those experiences shape and mold your career in becoming a private chef? Well, I would say because with all of that, it helped me be able to relate to people, listen, uh, be an entertainer at the same time. Because being a private chef, you still have to entertain your clients mm-hmm. to a certain point. Or they want to interact with you. If you're more of an introvert, then with the people, my clients that I have, 
they don't like that too much. They like to interact and talk and just, you know, actually be in the trenches. I'm putting like air quotes up. The mm-hmm. trenches with you when you're doing it because you're in the kitchen and be like, okay, so what are you doing? And I'm explaining it. And then sometimes they want to get in there and do it. So I think everything shaped me. So like even church wise, you're dealing with congregation or people seeing you in the spotlight because you're in the drums right. and that. So you can't get really nervous or you can't get starstruck with some of these people because realistically to me, it's their job. So I'm not starstruck with anybody because anyone can have that job. They act, they went to school for it, or maybe they didn't because like me, I'm self-taught, but it's what they do. So you entertain that, you feed them, you find out what allergies are, their likes and dislikes, and you just cater to that situation. So I think everything that I've done in life has helped mold me to be where I am and be um, a good chef, a great chef. And that's why people hit them, not hit on me. I mean, hit me, hit me up. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> people hit me up to, to come work with them. And it's, I like to think it's mainly because of my food. Mm-hmm. I like to think that, but it's, I'm also entertaining at the same time. It's not like I'm quiet or boring and they're like, okay, thank you for cooking. Have a good day. Here's your money. But so it's like a total package. It's a total package because even when I'm, I'm done cooking, it's like, hey, have a drink or do this and have fun. Boom. It's a, it's a, it's a total package. It's a experience is like what I like to call it. And that's why I do like some of my pop ups to have people feel this whole experience that I do. Right. So I know recently, um, you did a pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that experience? The pop-up was actually amazing. I've done a couple pop-ups in DC and like New York. The reason I do pop-ups is because I travel so much. Right. So, um, I'm always out of town. I'm, I'm based in DC, but I always travel because I'm a chef for like the Celtics, some of the Celtics players and the Lakers players mm-hmm. and, um, uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. And I started recently working with Power, but, um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, pop-ups. Yes. So your recent, your most recent pop-up, how yeah, was it? My most recent pop-up was actually the most amazing pop-up. Mm-hmm. Um because what, what you, made it amazing? Yeah, so you you learn from other ones. I had one this is my third one in DC. So mm-hmm. The first one it was good. I had it at a certain location. Um I would say I almost kind of like broke even actually, I I, made, I lost on that one wow. because of the environment and you know working at this establishment, and then um, I was able to move it to another location for my next pop up, and it's everything's like a learning experience because I, I take constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. I don't take anything to heart because I want to know how I can make things better each time. Right. So with this last pop up, someone said, "Hey, you need someone hosted, or you need." This and that to make it a great one. So I found an amazing bartender. I don't know if people have been to Bar Mini or Mini Bar um, by Jose Andres, but uh, they create this whole experience. So like I had smoking um, cocktails. So with my with wow. my um, pop ups, it's a five course meal, mm-hmm. and then you get uh, three cocktails with it. This one had four actually because I have I have great sponsors actually that help me out. And I'll talk about them a little bit later. And then um, I have a live DJ, and then I have an artist that comes in and does a live painting, which people can purchase. Very nice. So it's like uh, stimulating in like every area, and and not to mention that 
with the spot that I cook at now, people actually see me cooking. Mm. So it's not I'm behind the scenes and then they see food called up, come out. There's like, all right, I see him cooking it. I see him plating it. So it's everything is experienced. And so when they get in front of them, it's like, all right, you get that artwork over there. And then you have this artwork that's sitting in front of you that you want to take a picture of. And then you want to consume and just be like, okay, this is food porn right now. <laughs> what, what should I do? Should I eat it or just look at it? <laughs> and then when you taste it, because everything I do is based off of flavor first and then plating. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, people can plate stuff and, you know, cook food and then don't have that flavor and it's bland. But me, I need those flavors. I need it, things to be infused. Uh-huh. So this one is like amazing. Uh, amazing. And it was all white because it was just Christmas. It was a winter wonderland. Everybody mm-hmm. came in there all white. They enjoyed it. it. had swag bags. The, the bartender, like I said before, it was, this one was actually the best one that I've had thus far. And then with this, people were like, all right, can you bring this to Atlanta? Can you bring this to Richmond? Which is what I want to do. That's awesome. Yeah. I know I talk a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I really want to thank you again mm-hmm. um, for having this interview with me. I'm a huge fan of all that you're doing. Um, I have so like a ton of questions. Um, but I mean, would you be interested in coming back? Definitely interested in coming back. And I want to invite you to one of the pop-ups too, so you can actually experience the whole thing yourself. So you don't have to ask questions. You can be like, you know what? I experienced it. I went through it. Cocktails on point, food on point, ambiance, music, everything on point. Because I want you to go away feeling like I got to go to the next one because each pop-up is a different dish. Everybody don't know what happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I got to come up with create this. It's like, artwork and a symphony all the help that i do gotta coordinate all of it i do it really almost all by myself uh-huh. um <clears throat> but i definitely want you to come to the next pop-up and Absolutely. to enjoy it. i want you to enjoy the food just eat and consume and just see everything that happens just Get indulged. I'll absolutely be there. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I don't even care where it is. I'll be there. So Yep, just put it in there. Just go. All right. Well thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Distinct beast.